Hello and welcome to the I'm Walking Here podcast. Come and listen as some idiots talk about sports and give their takes for a while. Welcome to episode 40 of I'm Walking Here. I'm your resident Maslow, as always, Ian Cusick, joined by my good friend, the New Yorker, Bryce Olds. How you doing today, Bryce? You must be pretty happy it's episode 40, because you never put the number in you when, know, you, do, when um, you say the intro. <laughs> I'm trying something new here. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to keep with that, but... Um, well, to start off... Uh, our host problems. I don't know if they'll be resolved by the time this goes up or not. We're hoping, but we're getting there. We've made progress on yes, the problems. Yes, we've made significant yeah. progress on uh, So uh, for everyone who missed last week's episode, that's up on SoundCloud. It's not going to be a permanent solution. Hopefully we'll have something. It's on Anchor as well, but oh, we'll Anchor, prob- yeah. you'll probably you'll probably know that by the time this is up. So Right, right. Um, as for Hopefully. the other services, we'll... I know we've got. We're some getting there. Out. We're working it's, on it. Yeah, it, it's a work in progress. So, um, this episode of I'm Walking Here, we're gonna have some NBA to talk about. We got the mo- or the uh, draft lottery. I made that mistake. We already. This is take two, so it's the draft lottery, yeah. not the mock draft. Uh, we're gonna be recapping round two <laughs> and making our picks for round three of the conference finals for the NBA, and then we're gonna move on to the NFL doing a. Brief little season preview, nothing too substantial there. That'll come in the future when it's closer to NFL season. But uh, in the meantime, so today is Thursday, May 16th, 2019. That means two days ago, Tuesday, May 14th, was the draft lottery for the NBA. And uh, probably the most confusing process in sports, but you know, it's, you know, we we got the draft order for the draft now. And, well, at least for the first, uh, what is it? 14. Yeah, the first 14 picks, and then everything else is kind of falling into place right now. But, um, yeah, so how, how do you want to do this? you want to start with, like, the last well, lottery can, pick and move all the way up? Or just, you, you should just, you, you can go 14 to 1 if you want to read them off. All right, let's go 14 to 1. So, uh, the 14th pick, the first one named off in the lottery... Uh, this was the Sacramento Kings pick, but due to a trade with the Celtics, this is now the Celtics pick, so the Celtics are picking at number 14. Uh, that's cool, I guess. I don't know who's going to be there at 14, so it's kind of... It, it's just kind of... We'll see how that goes. Bryce, I know you're not very... Well, you might be very fond of uh, Danny Ainge's drafting, because it's not very it's good. not good. No. But, um, yeah, you know... Yeah. We'll see how this one goes. Get back to me on that. But um, pick thirteen, the Miami Heat. Uh, pick twelve, the Charlotte Hornets. Pick eleven, the Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, pick ten. This was a, this went to the Dallas Mavericks, but this is due to a trade. This is now the Atlanta Hawks pick. Uh, pick nine is the Washington Wizards. Pick eight is also the Atlanta Hawks. This time, just their pick. Uh, pick seven. This was like the. This was really, you know, you got the Bulls here at seven. Then at six, you got the Suns, which that probably hurts a lot. Yeah, hurts them a lot. 
And then pick five is the Cavs. So like that's that's uh, that's a few tanking teams right there that uh, you know they wanted a top three pick, didn't quite get a top three pick. But then at pick four you got the Lakers, who are kind of in purgatory right now because they're not really tanking, but they're not they weren't really contending. That's you know well we'll hmm. you, you got any thoughts about the Lakers at four? Um, well, to me, it, it's, it's result. They want to punish tanking teams. This is a result. The system, the new system they have and they created is to punish tanking teams. And I think we saw that when the Bulls and the Suns and the Cavs, who are three of the worst teams in the NBA, got five, six, and seven, respectively. So I think this is a result of that. Um, I don't know if I necessarily agree with it, but, but I mean, that's what happens. You, you're get, you get rewarded in this system, and based on what we've seen, because this is the first year they've done this, um, you get rewarded for being a mid-tier team that didn't tank. I mean... Because the Knicks, the Knicks would have had the worst record in the NBA, but I mean they obviously they didn't get first pick. We all know that by now. Um, but they they had their highest was I mean I don't even know what I'm trying to say. It's hard to explain because they gave three teams the same odds at number one. But two of those teams that had the same odds as number one as the Knicks. Got five and seven, I believe. Uh, or was yeah, the Suns? I don't remember. The Suns. What... The, uh, I don't think the Bulls had a fourteen percent. I think it was the Cavs no. The, the Bulls. Um, they got um, five and six. The same teams that had the same odds as number ones and Knicks got five and six. So this system, I don't really like it. I don't think it should be this way, but. I, I think the lottery is... I've never really liked the lottery anyway. Honestly, like... But... You, you, it makes sense to an extent it, why they have it. I'm not just not really. sure. I'm, I mean, to punish the tanking teams, yes. To discourage tanking, yes. It... it, it Well, it. I don't know if it really yeah, does okay, its intended purpose. All right, so the it rest doesn't the make order. teams intend to like be competitive. Right. Because teams well, that are winning 12 games a year aren't going to bother trying to win games. Well, here's my thing, though, because I'll, I'll finish the order. Three's the Knicks, two's the Grizzlies, and one's the Pelicans. So now that you have punished tanking, you just threw Zion Williamson in New Orleans. Yeah, that's you know, that's, that's not where I would have expected. So they punished themselves is what they did. They just threw the biggest superstar to come out of the draft, probably the most hyped superstar and since, man, LeBron maybe? Probably LeBron, I mean. LeBron He's was, new... what, 03? Yeah. 03, this... yeah, so a decade and a half, and here we got and now... this freak of nature, Zion Williamson, well, and he's going to be going to the smallest market in the NBA. The two least valuable teams in the NBA got one and two. Yeah, so that means John Morant's also going to a John Morant's minuscule probably, market. Yeah, John. Nobody, you you may never hear John Morant's name again. Zion, he'll turn. 
he'll get attention in New Orleans. He's going to get attention wherever he goes. But he's not going to save New Orleans. No. He's not going to, like, they just screwed Zion to make to make a point out of tanking. So they they ruined their chance of getting Zion into a big market by... I guess they think it's worth it. I guess they think they think punishing tanking is worth more to them than the millions, maybe probably even billions of dollars they would get off of Zion in a big market. Because even if you went to like Chicago or Chicago's a respectable market, especially Chicago's when it comes to a basketball. Huge market. They love the Bulls. When the Bulls are good, they go. Yeah. They're very loyal fans. Exactly. Um, even. I mean, obviously, you don't want him in. You don't want him in uh, Phoenix. No, Phoenix. Is, um, uh, Cleveland. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could see Cleveland because, like, it's kind of it's like the Bulls to a much lesser extent. When the Cavs well, are good, they get a good amount of attention. Yeah, but that was, but that was mostly with LeBron. Yeah. But how do you? That's the thing. How do you compare Zion to a player like LeBron, the two most hyped players to come out of the NBA in the um, last what twenty years? That's my point. So they just the NBA shot themselves in the foot. They did. So I don't know what they're gonna do. I mean, now they got they got to live with the potential billions of dollars they just lost and and um and like well I guess Zion, I mean Zion loses out too. He loses out on a lot of media exposure because New Orleans doesn't care about basketball. There's there's football town. They don't care. I mean, I'm sure they'll like like Zion, and I'm sure they'll appreciate him. But it's like, it's New Orleans. They're not gonna. It's not New York. Even like LA. I know. Listen, no, we don't want the Lakers to get anything good. They don't deserve it. Yeah, no, we want we want the Lakers to suffer. But like, even in LA, imagine if they got the first pick. Imagine, like Zion to LA. Which is probably the first or second biggest market in the entire world. That's that's absurd. You know, everyone's talking about you know they they rig the the lottery. Why wouldn't they? It, it just seems like it would. It, it was a slam dunk to give the Knicks the number one pick because you know you got a top two sports market and. You got a team that's got so much hype going into this offseason. They're going to sign everybody. Giving them Zion, you turn the biggest sports market, or like a top two, depending on how you view New York versus LA. You got an up and it's going to be up and coming, and it's going to be, you know, they're going to probably land someone like KD. They're going to land someone else, maybe. Maybe they're going Kyrie. Maybe they're going elsewhere. Who knows? And then you give them Zion, you know, that's a team that's turning from tanking to. That, that's a, like a top five team in the NBA easily, at least. I don't know. I think the NBA, they they wanted to make an example, and they did. They, congrats to them. I mean, you you cost yourselves. What did it cost? Billion everything. It cost everything. They gave the two biggest stars to two markets that you're not going to make people care about. <laughs> like, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. It's, it's it's astounding. It's I just don't get it. All well, right, I mean, so 
Uh, you you wanted to say something? I was gonna. Well, I was gonna say that might sound like I'm upset with the third pick. I'm not. I'm really not upset about the third pick. I'm upset that I, there are two teams that no like Zion and John Morant. You're they're not gonna make you care about the Pelicans and Grizzlies. If Anthony Davis can't make you care about the Pelicans, you're not gonna care about the Pelicans. I promise. I think the third pick for the Knicks isn't isn't bad. I know it's not Zion. I know that people want to complain and make fun of us because it's not Zion. But the only people really making fun of us are the ones that are just, they don't really understand college basketball and they don't understand that this draft is pretty good. Just Zion makes everyone look worse, but it's really not the case. Um, I think for the Knicks... No, we're going to go into who we want um, our teams to draft, I'm assuming. But I want the Knicks to get – I mean, I think the Grizzlies are going to get John Morant. I think they're they're into Morant. So I think the Knicks – I want them to get Barrett. R.J. Barrett, I mean, he may be the most NBA-ready prospect out of this draft, and I'm good with that. I kind of agree with that. I think Zion, obviously he's Zion. But R.J., I really like. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. Um RJ, very talented player, uh, obviously a part of that. Uh, I don't know if they had some cutesy nickname for like uh, the big three on Duke this year, but um, mm, it was like the front. They just call him like the freshman. Well, yeah, no, he's a very, very talented player. Uh, probably the most NBA ready, like you just said. It, yeah, it it would be a good fit there, uh, even if you don't land Zion. I still think that if it goes Zion, John Morant. Barrett's probably the best player on the board there. So yeah, of that, course. That makes it just makes too much sense. So we're gonna move down to pick fourteen. We're not. I don't know if we're gonna do a on mock draft, mock draft right now. Yeah, but... maybe eventually, but we're gonna move down to pick fourteen. The first lottery pick, or the last, I guess, depending on the that's order. the last. That's uh, the, last the first one revealed. The last one that's actually picking, but um. So the Celtics via the Kings. Um, this one's kind of a weird one because I really want them to go point guard, but I don't really know who would be a good fit here at 14 because I'm not really sure if there's any point guards because, like, I, I highly doubt – I mean, Kobe White's not going to be there. We're no. not We're not going to see, like, Jarrett Culver or something like that. We're not going to see any – point guard. <laughs> guard, whatever. But we're not – that's the thing. There's not going to be a lot of uh, – I don't know if there's any point guards that are really dazzling right there. I mean, I don't know. I mean, Ty Jerome would be a bit of a reach there, but – No, you don't want him at 14. I know, I know. So, you know, I want them to obviously go point guard as like – because I'm, I'm guessing Kyrie's gone. I mean, I don't think – I don't know how many people are thinking Kyrie's staying really. Or at least realistically, they don't think Kyrie's staying. So, I'm going to be honest, I really don't know who I want at 14, because there's, point guard is our biggest need, but, like, that's really the big need of this draft, so, like, I don't really know who I'd want at 14. Do you have any sort of ideas, really? I mean, the guys that are going to be fillable replacements right off the bat are going to be gone. Garland and Kobe White are not going to be there at 14. Um, I don't really know 
who is going to be there. For, I mean, it, it, this is after after pick three. It's really all up in the air. It really. I mean, I after pick three, oh. I would, I, it would. I don't know. I really don't know after pick three right now. It, it's. I guess time will tell. I mean, combine supposed to happen, all that stuff, meetings, but. Yeah, after pick three, I really couldn't tell you who's going to be on the board and who's not. Yeah, it's, you know, there's, it, it, it was so much easier thinking about this for, like, the NFL because there's so many positions, so many teams have different needs, but when there's only five positions and, like, teams have similar needs, it's really hard to see at 14 who I could see being there at 14, who I really can't, and who I can see being at 14, but also being a reasonable pick at 14, so... You see, you, you have it so much easier. You have R.J. Barrett there at three. That's, well, that's yeah, a good but We also won 17 games this year, so... And we got our asses handed to us by the Bucks. Yeah, that does happen sometimes. Uh, that I didn't even intend for that to be a good transition, but uh, do you want to transition this into the recaps? Well, do you, do you don't want to talk about 20 and I mean, 20 picks days. 20 and 22, it's the same sort of thing, like... I don't know who's realistically going to be there. Like uh, some of yeah, the mocks I was looking at, they had Ty Jerome going there at twenty. I don't at know if 20? he's. I don't know if he's going to be there at twenty, but it, it I, may. depends. It, it's hard right now because the lottery just happened. Um, a lot of things can change. A lot of narratives can change. I don't think player like the players themselves won't change really. I mean, because the college basketball season has been over for like months. It's, or at been, least like, it's been at least a month. Like, it's been like five weeks. So, I mean, yeah. I, we're going to have to see what the narratives say, what happens at the Combines, uh, what happens with individual players themselves off the court. You know, we'll see. We'll, we'll just have to see what Because uh, when, is, when is the draft? It's uh, June 20th is June the draft. 20th. So it's um, about a month. About a month from now-ish. Close, anyway. Yeah, so we got time. Um, there's actually one thing I wanted to talk about. So, uh, when the lottery was revealed and they showed Zion, he did not look happy. He knew no, he was he was, he was not he was not happy. He wanted to be in a big market. Not necessarily. I'm not going to be like, nah. He wanted to be in New York. He was very upset that he was in New York. It's not really that. I don't think. It's just the fact that he like he he's playing in New Orleans, and it's like. There's not even like a need for him. They already got two big men down there. I mean, I know AD wants to leave, and he, and he even said after you know Pelicans being the first pick, AD still wants out. So AD is probably going to get dealt this off season. So where, um, who knows? Who who even knows? Um, but I mean, when you look at the team that the Pelicans have. There's our, like you already see a clear log jam. You already got Julius Randle. I know he's a free agent too. He might leave. Uh, AD's probably he might leave. I mean, like if Randle and AD leave, and Randle might not leave. We don't really know, but AD's definitely leaving. One way or another, AD's getting out of New Orleans. So you either have Randle and Zion, who are kind of similar players. <laughs> Like, they kind of play like each other at the four and the five, which is weird because, I mean, that's kind of a small lineup. 
or yeah. AD and Randall both leave, and now you just have Zion with like Drew Holiday. So he know like that's why he was upset because he knows the Pelicans are kind of a mess right now, and he's not gonna have like any like he's not gonna have a star teammate. He's not gonna have like a clear you know wingman really other than like Drew Holiday I guess. It's it's a big problem and he knows it's not a good situation for him. That's why he was upset. I mean he probably would have been upset with the Grizzlies getting the first pick too because that's an even smaller market and it's in Memphis. Yeah, I can't Uh, imagine many people wanting to play in Memphis. No, so that's why he was upset. I mean, even with the Knicks, the Knicks aren't good, and they don't really have anybody else right now. But, like, that's still a big market, and you'd still be able to live with that. And even, I mean, the Lakers, obviously, you go join LeBron. You know, I mean, it's hard to it's hard to be upset with that as a rookie. Yeah, no, I would I would not hate playing with LeBron. Um, yeah, so that's why Zion's upset, Yeah, because the Pelicans are a mess. Do you think if he knows that the the Pelicans are going with him at one, which I think it's like yes. a ninety nine point nine nine percent chance, yes, they're going to take him at one. Yes, you have. Do to. you think there is any sort of chance that he'd choose to go back to Duke? No, I don't think he. No, because I know because he, he's able to. He like he he's technically able to, and he does like it at Duke. And he said he would if he said he would if he could. But he, even he knows Pelicans getting the number one pick. That's still millions of dollars. And it you can't is, just, yeah. I mean, you can't just walk away from. And honestly, there's reported scandals with you know Duke paying Zion and stuff. So I don't think you really let's, should. Let's be real; they probably did. Well, yes, they obviously did. There's yes, they paid Barrett and Cam too. I'm sure, but I don't care. That doesn't matter. I'm sure Zion's. He's going to take his millions. And he'll probably just force himself out of New Orleans at some point. Because the, the NBA, Adam Silver, he can force these small markets on us all he wants. But at the end of the day, it's just it's not going to work. They're just going to leave. They're just going to, like, force themselves out eventually. Like, look at AD. AD, I mean, he stayed there a long time, but he still wants out. Do you think he pulls, like, an Eli Manning or a John Elway? <sighs> that... I I did joke about that. I did make a joke like that, but I don't think so. Because like, what he's not gonna like. What's he gonna do? Like, if they, you know. Well, I don't. I I, I don't really remember how the uh, Eli Manning thing went down. I know he didn't want to play in San Diego, so like, I don't know. I I guess he had his agent force a trade to the Giants, and then the Giants traded Philip Rivers and yeah. like some other assets but um i don't know do you think that uh do you see any sort of possibility with that because like i know zion doesn't have an agent yet so i don't know if he's gonna have the same leverage in that case but um i really don't know um i would i would probably put money on it doesn't happen but i mean you never know. I, we haven't seen anything like that happen since Eli, and that was 15 years ago. True. So, I don't know. I really don't know. 
Do you want to get? Let's get into yeah, the second let's, round. Let's let's uh, get into the second round recaps because. Uh, well, it's currently we we're in the the conference finals right now, and both the series have started, started, and they're both a game in. So we can do some quick recaps. Uh, we're not gonna review the Celtics Bull Celtics Bucks because we talked about that plenty last episode. If you haven't listened yet, uh, it was not fun. I can just say that. But um, yeah. So the first series, the big one, Warriors beat the Rockets four two. Um, a lot of fun games in this series, obviously. As expected, the Warriors won the series. The Rockets put up a really good fight, but it's the Warriors. They didn't. They were very disappointing. I they mean, lost. were disappointing in the end, but they still they they, they could have won the series. But like it's no, this is this is defining of James Harden and Chris Paul as their legacy is. It is there is no excuse. For the Warriors losing a guy who I put at like number two in the playoffs, only behind Kawhi, and they still lose. They lose the game. He goes down when it was close, and they had a whole quarter, and then they lose at home to the KD-less Warriors. Who, yes, they just beat up the Trailblazers, but they're going to smack the Trailblazers around. It, that's that's inexcusable to me. That is probably one of the weakest displays from a basketball team I have ever seen. I, that's pathetic. You can't lose to the KD-less Warriors at home in the playoffs. You can't do it. Now, maybe, okay, yes, maybe. In a, I, I would have much rather than, like, Lose in a game seven that was close than what they did at home. Like last year, all we heard about all oh, the Rockets would have beat the Rockets would have beat the Warriors without Chris Paul. Now I don't really believe that. I don't really believe that now. Yeah, like, I don't know. I don't, I I think they'd. Uh, I I can agree with that. I think they they would need CP, but um, I don't know. I mean. There was but only like, one game where the margin where the margin points was double digits, and it was the Rockets beating the Warriors by. Oh wait, oh no, I'm sorry, I'm stupid. Math is not my strong suit. Now all these games were within six points or so. I know, still they lost four two. They had some very bad losses at home, but they had one loss. They only lost one. one two. Oh. All right, well, and it was t- the time they lost at home was Katie was out. So they beat them twice in their stadium with KD, and then they come to their stadium without KD and lose because the pressure was on that time. They can't handle pressure. Harden can't handle pressure. CP3 has never been able to handle pressure. He's never made a finals in his career ever. It It's, it's sad. And the Rockets... They're gonna have to stick with this team until like CP3 retires. I mean, they they have 150 million locked up in like four That's players. True, they do. They they, they they're can't not do. Very, they are not managing their cap very well. No, they they because they wanted they they begged, they wanted this. 
this whole the whole off season, the whole regular seasons, all they were saying was run it back. Run it back. That's all they were saying was run it back. And they ran it back and then they lost in less games without Katie. It's pathetic, is what it is. It's pathetic. And they need what they need to do. They need to get rid of some of this cap somehow. I mean, Capella was absolutely terrible in this series and do a thing. Harden, I mean, he, they didn't really they didn't win the series. CP3 did not pay like did not play the whole postseason like he earned that paycheck. It's they need to blow it up. They really, I mean, they what they need to do first is weather the storm, and then they need to blow it up. They need to like just eat some of this money, and like tr- I don't know, like their situation's one of the worst in the NBA, I think. Because yeah, I mean, in terms of a cap perspective, I'd say they probably because not even cap perspective. Like this team clearly can't win a finals. It's clearly not going to happen. Yeah, maybe they go to the finals. You know, in the years upcoming, because the Warriors will probably not be the Warriors anymore. But I can't see this team winning a finals, honestly. And that's that probably will come back to bite me in a couple of years. But, you know, that's just how I feel right now. Maybe that'll change. Maybe they'll show me something that will change my mind on that. But what I, from what I've seen from Harden, especially in these past couple postseasons, this team can't win a final. So, Blazers Nuggets. Blazers win the series in seven games. Uh, you know, what are your thoughts on this series? Um, I, I'm proud of the Blazers. I think Lillard had a bad game seven, but McCollum stepped it up, and it really dragged them to the Western Conference Finals. Um, I think the Nuggets will be back. I think the Nuggets, I mean, MPJ... Didn't even get to play this year, so he'll be playing next year. He's clear for summer camp activities already, so he'll probably be on the court next year. So I think the Nuggets are going to be a team to watch out for in, in the next couple of years. Yeah, I mean they, I mean game seven they at least tried. Game six they kind of they looked flat at some points in game six, but then obviously you know a couple of games before that they were putting up really good fights. Uh, you got that game three that went into quadruple overtime. That game was crazy to watch. We already talked about that last episode, though. But, um, you know, like you said, the Nuggets, there's really nothing to be ashamed of with how this series went. Because, you know, their team, they're only going to get better going into next season. Uh, you just said MPJ, he's going to be cleared for summer camp activities. So that's huge for them. Uh, getting to see how this team is going to develop going into next season, I could see them being a contender for next season. Yeah, of course. I mean, they're. I think they're going to be one of the better, well-rounded teams in basketball next season, especially with MPJ. They're going to have another scoring option. So they're going to be deadly, for sure. And they're young, very young. So they're going to be a problem in the Western Conference for years to come, I believe. So we already talked about the Bucks and the Celtics. They the Bucks won four one. Celtics looked flat. Kyrie gone. Uh, Hayward very very overpriced. 
Uh, oh, yeah, I mean, we knew that already, though. We did. All right. Uh, so the last con- the last uh, series, Raptors Sixers. Oh boy. This was huge. Um, this was a very big. The game seven was massive. That game seven. Like oh, you'll see, like God. you will see what happens in this after to to Philly anyway. I mean, think about it this way: if that game seven went in Philly's way, Kawhi might be leaving, like for sure. Like he might be anyway, but like he like he would for sure be out if they lost that game. But because Kawhi had that insane game winner in Game Seven, I mean, you got to look. You got to look at Philly. Philly's roster right now. Like I, I, I got, I got my doubts that Butler comes back. I don't think he will. I have my doubts Tobias Harris even comes back, and he was, I mean, he wasn't great, I guess, but, you know, still, even if. Brett Brown, I thought Brett Brown was going to be fired, but he won't be. He's he's going to be back next year. I kind of agree with that because I think the coaching market available right now is um, is pretty bad, and I think Brett Brown's probably better than anyone available right now. So I like the decision to keep him. Yeah, yeah, it's probably a smart choice to keep him around. But, I mean, you look at Phil, I mean, they wasted their first pick on Fultz a couple years ago. He's now in Orlando. Um, he's, he's a huge bust, or he was. He was a bust. Embiid, I mean, he's just, he's good. But he he needs to be, you know, he didn't look like he was ready for the moment. He didn't look like, to me, that he was, you know, ready for that game seven on the road. But maybe as time goes on, he will be. Uh, Simmons, he was kind of up and down most of the playoffs. He was very inconsistent this postseason. Um... Jimmy Butler, he was huge. He was absolutely huge for Philly. And I mean, he was he was Philly's best player this postseason. And he might leave because of this. Mm. And it's like you look at Philly now, and it's what do you do? What do you do if Butler and Harris leave? What do you even fill them with? They're not really in the market for all these other free agents. I don't know. I don't know what Philly's direction is going to be. This is a big offseason for them, too. And it's not even about signing new guys. It's about retaining what they have. Yep. And they don't have they don't have a lottery pick this year. No, because um, they could have gotten the Kings pick, but uh, that it, only, it had to fall to a certain spot for the Sixers to get it. And since it didn't, the Celtics got it. Yeah, so they don't. They're not going to have a lottery pick. They're not really. I haven't heard their name in a lot of free agents. They don't really have cap room. So I don't know. Do you think the process kind of failed? Did the process fail? I think it's too early to say that because I think it's too early to say that. Um, that's really only going to be able to. You're gonna be able to have an answer to that if once his career is over, I think. But 
I mean, in terms of championships, well, if they don't in terms of championships, if they don't retain Butler and Harris, yeah, I mean, they're not going to go to the finals with just Simmons and Embiid. At least I don't think. And Reddick, Reddick's old man. Reddick's on his last legs. He's not going to bring you to a finals. I mean, the Sixers. The last off season, their biggest addition was like supposed to be Fultz. Like they didn't add anybody. Yeah, now he's now he's uh he's in Orlando, uh, so that's uh Yeah, but then they trade I mean mid season they traded for Butler and Harris. Um so if they don't retain Butler and Harris, uh it's gonna be it's something I don't know how they're gonna recover from that. I don't know what they're gonna do, I don't know what they're gonna replace that with. Because Butler and Butler and Harris were big for them. Harris not so much, but especially Butler. Yeah, no, Butler, like I said, he was their best player this postseason. He was. He was and definitely now, their best player this postseason. And now he's probably gone. I mean, I don't know how much I can see them retaining him at least. Mm, I think one of them's got to go. And it, obviously they'd rather Butler than Tobias Harris. Of course. I don't know, man. Philly's Philly's in a dangerous spot right now. We're gonna have to see what happens this off season. This off season's gonna be interesting. You know, there's not a ton of big name free agents on the market. I mean, that's not true. Well, there's not a ton of them. There's a couple, like obviously KD, uh, Kyrie, probably. Oh, actually, you know what? Now that I think about it, yeah, no, there actually are. Kawhi, Kyrie, KD, Butler, Harris. Well, all right. The whole thing about Kyrie is, that, isn't it a player option? So he does have the option of staying or opting out. I well, he's he's gonna use his player option yeah, either he's way. He's gonna opt out, but he's de- he's he's definitely opting out either way. Even if he stays, he's gonna opt out, so he gets a new deal. Which means more cap hell for the Celtics. Awesome. All right. Well, uh, is there anything else you want to talk about with the uh, second round, or do you want to go on to the conference finals? Let's talk about the conference finals. All right. So, like we said earlier, both of these series are a game in. Uh, we're going to start with the Western Conference Finals. The Warriors are currently up on the Trailblazers 1-0. On Tuesday, the 14th, they won 116-94 to over the Blazers. Um, do, you, do you have any sort of thoughts about that, or...? I think the series is over, honestly. Word to Paul Pierce. Oh, God. Yeah, I was, I was hoping you wouldn't say that. Um, <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, like like you said, this this is ugly. They won by 22. It. What, what else am I supposed to say about that? Uh, well, they're in trouble now. Losing the 22 to the KDS Warriors. I mean, on the road, obviously, it's hard to play in the Oracle. Um, If they go to the finals, there's only, like, a couple games left in the Oracle. And then it's done. They're going to move to San Fran. So this this is the last stretch of the Oracle. Hopefully all those Warrior fans get to witness a title in the Oracle before everything falls apart. Those more... Ah, oh, such a struggle. And you know? only, only their, only their fourth in the last like five years. Yes, four and five years. Oh, the humanity. Oh, I don't know. Man. I don't know what they're gonna do without that that fifth one. I don't know. 
Yeah, so moving over to the Eastern Conference, you got the Bucks leading the Raptors right now, one nothing. The Raptors are winning this game one for a good amount of it. They were looking good. They had a ten point lead at one point, and they were just looking like they were in charge. And then postseason Raptors happened, and the Bucks won by eight. This is this is a tough one to predict. I will, I think this goes to seven. I really do. This is a good series. Not only that, I could see this being a fun seven. Like you know, all these games are going to be super tight. Um, yeah, I do think that the Bucks are going to pull this one out because they just they all around look like the better team. You know how Kyle Lowry, the one game that Kyle Lowry looks like you know a great player. He I think he he dropped it like was, what thirty points. Yeah, thirty. Yeah, I don't really. Remember. He had at least thirty, and then the rest of the team just goes flat. Uh, I th- did you see that um, the Raptors went like zero for fifteen with players not named Kyle Lowry? I yeah, I did see that. Yeah, yeah. No, I was watching first take this morning, and it was just whew, that's bad. Can't can't have Kyle Lowry doing that and not having the other team, the rest of the team, holding up. Yeah, I mean, you can't waste the Kyle Lowry great performance because you don't get that many of them. No, especially in the postseason. Yeah, I mean, I could I could see either one of these teams winning in seven games. I think it does go to seven for sure, though. I mean, these teams are pretty evenly matched. Definitely. I, if I had to pick a team, though, I'd probably say I had the Bucks getting out of the East, so I'll stick with that. Yeah, I had the Raptors originally, but I had the Raptors originally winning the East, obviously, so I don't know. I mean, I underestimated the Bucks going into this postseason. I thought, you I thought they had the Celtics in seven over the Bucks. So. That I did. That I did. You know, I expected, like I said, I expected the Celtics to show up. I expected the Bucks to not show up in the postseason like they usually do. Uh, clearly, I was wrong, and I'm going to say that the Bucks win this series in seven. Good see it. So I think that'll wrap it all up for the NBA this episode. Uh, we do have uh, one little thing to talk about, though, with the uh, NFL. Uh, before I go into this, actually, I got a notification on my phone during when we were recording about 20 minutes ago. Uh, Patrick Peterson suspended six games for violating the NFL's performance-enhancing drug policy. Uh, I don't know if you saw that, Bryce, but uh, I Schefter, did not. Yeah, no, Schefter just tweeted that out, so... Uh, Cardinals are going to be without, like, a top two defensive player. Oh, no. Uh, That's I mean, going to change so much. Well, yeah, they're going to go 0-6 instead of 1-5. and Listen, they're going to suck either way. It's, it's Pat Peterson or not. Pat Peterson's not saving that defense anyway, so... Yeah, no, that's... You want to talk about teams with bad situations... Cardinals, terrible asset management in the draft. Just terrible. It's just bad. Yeah. Get Pat Pete and Chandler Jones out of there and just tank. You're going to be tanking regardless. You might as well free the cap. Yeah, like, <laughs> you're accidentally tanking. No, they're trying to be competitive, but they're they're still tanking. That's that's impressive. Hey, that's what the Giants are doing. Well, no, the Giants are intentionally tanking, thinking that they can be competitive. Intentionally? I don't even know what you would call that. You know, I don't know what I would call the Giants. I don't either. I really don't. They're a mess. 
you see, I think I think that's 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 being too generous. I think they're worse than a mess, but it can't get worse than a mess, right? I mean, oh, I'm I'm sure it can. Maybe. Uh, I'm, is, trying to, I'm trying to think of an upside to what the Giants have right now, other than I give. Well, I have a fact that's an upside. I would love to hear a fact. The Giants have won a Super Bowl in all four of the last four decades. Hmm. 70, 80, 90, wait. 80, 90, 2000s. 80, 90, 2000s, and 2010s. All last right, four decades. That's an upside. Uh, you're not going to be competitive for a few more years. Yeah, but we could keep that streak alive. Well, I could change in ten years. I guess you could. I mean, you got the 2010s out of the way early, so you, all eyes. Yeah, we got the, the we got that 20, 2012, So we're good. We're good for the decade. <laughs> One a decade. One a decade. Just keep that pace up. Yeah, you know, we get our get our fifth fifth consecutive decade with a ring next next decade, and we're good. Meanwhile, the Patriots will be looking for their seventh in two decades, but. Yeah, but they're going to be done soon, so it's fine. Speaking of the Patriots, uh, so the Westgate Las Vegas Sportsbook has released their Super Bowl odds, conference, divisional odds, and their season win total over-unders. And uh, we're going to be taking a look at all 32 teams. We're just going to be rapid-firing the over-unders. I don't know if we want to elaborate on any of them. Not really. All right, well. <laughs> well, some, maybe here and there. With Vegas's best odds to win the Super Bowl, the New England Patriots are at six to one odds. Um, I don't agree with that. I think the Rams should have higher odds because the Rams didn't the lose Rams key pieces have... on either side of the ball. The Rams are eight to one, so they're not too far behind. I'd put them above. Well, who did the pay? Oh, well, Trey Flowers, I guess. Yeah, and they lost their they tackle lost and Gronk, Ooh, Malcolm Brown. Yeah, they lost Brown, Gronk. Brown was all right. I mean, defensive that's tackles. Still a, that's still a starting tackle. The Patriots rotate so many starting tackles anyways. doesn't mean it's going to be better than Brown. It doesn't mean that like they're inherently going to be that much worse. Yeah, but, uh, Trey Flowers is going to be Trey Flowers is the big hurt. one on the D-line. And that's they the lost one. their D-coordinator, which hurts. Belichick's going to D-coordinate. It's not that big of a deal. I mean, he's been doing most of the defensive play calling anyways. Well, the last defensive play call I saw him make was Gronk in the in the secondary against the Dolphins. That didn't turn out that great. And yet they, that play was a net negative for the Dolphins, which I love. Yeah, that was. That, but was still hurt, that hurt their draft position. That's, that's what's hilarious about that. Yeah, they still got a good player. Well, yeah, they did. All right, so like we were saying... The Patriots six to one odds to win the Super Bowl. We're not talking about Super Bowl. I know, I know, I know. I was just mentioning that because that's that's the top one. But um, over under on win totals is a flat eleven. Flat eleven. I thought they, they had to be they halves. Don't have, they don't have to be halves, but generally they are. Uh, I'll which I mean, well, I'm, gonna, I'm I haven't looked at their schedule for next season. Is so. even an option? I mean, if you want to say it's even, I mean, well, because they start their season four and two, so like, like who are they? Who are they playing this season? Who are they playing? That's a, a loss to start no, the year. No, I mean, like they're like they start the year five and one, four and two every year. It's like, so I mean, that's why you need to take it, the under it, on that. There's only like I I I'm gonna say over because uh, I don't really see a lot of games that they're lo- that they. Art. I could see him winning every game this season because the only teams that I see getting oh, a challenge every game. No, no, that I mean, 
realistically, I I can see them beating all these teams, but I think that they're gonna they're gonna lose a few games. Obviously, I don't think they're gonna go sixteen and zero. Um, they play the tough teams that they're playing this season are the Chiefs, the Cowboys might give them an issue, the Browns are gonna be, the Browns are gonna be rough, because I don't the Browns are kind of a funky team. Because you know, I'm you, you still got to wait for him to prove it. Obviously, they got Odell in the off season, so that's going to be a lot. That's going to be a lot to handle with him and Jarvis Landry. Yeah, plus with probably, running backs, it was the best backfield in the NFL. You know, they got a very good offense, so that's going to be a tough one. Their defense is stronger too. It did, yeah. No, so it's it's going to be a lot, and I'm not. 100% sure that they will win, but at the same time, it's in Foxborough. Uh, the Patriots, when they play at home, they're it, they, they're a different team when they're at home than on the road. I could realistically see them going like 12-4, and 13-3 this season. Uh, so I'm guessing there's going to be a question mark loss at some point. Like there's, there's that one game in Miami where they're always doing things differently. Things just don't look good. Um... I think even's good on that on, but I'm not sure. I could see him like ten and six, eleven and five, something like that. All right, so you're gonna go even, even or slightly under. Yeah. All right. Moving on to the Jets, uh, they're over under seven and a half. Uh, under. I'll go under. Yeah, they kind of look like a mess right now. Yeah, Adam Gase, uh, interim general manager. All to trade Darren Lee for a sixth round pick the hours after he was named general manager. Yeah. He's settling in. He's settling in nicely. All right. Uh the Bills, six and a half. Um over. I'll say well, over, take, but like to like seven the, and nine. I'm gonna take over on yeah. I, I'm comfortable with the over on the Bills because it's only six and a half. I think they're I think they're like an eight and eight, seven and nine team. All right. And then the Miami Dolphins are a flat five on the over under. I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna flat say I'm gonna five. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the five. This is I'm I'm tempted. I could, I mean I could go I could see all three of those. I could see them like within like six games or like five games or four games. I'm gonna take the even. I'll take even. You gotta on. remember though they have Fitzpatrick, so they might get a couple games of Fitz Magic this season. Well, if he starts immediately, then no. He has to be benched first. Well, I mean, the Buccaneers, they had Fitzmagic starting out the gate, and they started off... But he wasn't supposed to start. I mean, he still did, though. Well, he had to. Winston was suspended. Yeah, I know, but still, like... Yeah, well, who else are they going to throw out there? I don't know. Nick Nick Folk? I mean, they still had him starting. It wasn't like, you know... That's because they had... Because he had to... Yeah, it's that he wasn't the planned starter. I mean, if it, he only does good when he's not the planned starter, that's it. I guess he that depends on what they do with Rosen. Then they'll start Rosen. They're going to. They pro- they kind of have to. Or Tannehill. Or wait, did they lose? I don't remember if yeah, they lost. Yeah, Tannehill's to... on the Titans now. Yeah, I forgot about that. I apologize. Yeah, Rosen will probably be their day one starter. You know, here's something funny. Um, the money line for the Dolphins making the playoffs. Uh, yes, would on a one hundred bet a hundred dollar bet would net you eleven hundred dollars, but you'd have to bet twenty five hundred dollars on no to make a hundred dollars. That's they're they're also two hundred to one odds to win the Super Bowl, which damn that's 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 tied for the worst thing NFL. 
I'll, I'll take their even on their five wins. All right. Uh, moving on to the AFC North, you got the Cleveland Browns at the best chances. Uh, their over-under is only nine, so I'm going to take the over on this one. Yeah, over. Over on this one. I could see them going like 11-5 and five or so, which... Be different for the Browns. It, it just sure. doesn't... It, do, it, it hasn't really settled in yet that the Browns are actually a good football team now. Yeah, but it's going to have to eventually. Yeah, it will. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers over under also at nine. Um, under under. I'm gonna, say, under. I'm gonna say eight and eight or so. I'm a, I'm going way under. Way under, like what six and ten? Something like that. I don't think they're gonna be that good. I mean, they don't play a lot of great teams. They they're a mess though. They are a mess. But one might even say that like that because they're cutting out all like the bad stuff in the locker room so you know you don't have bell anymore uh, no they anymore. didn't they didn't do that though because big ben's still there big ben so, is like i mean who, who, who are you gonna replace big ben with uh, fucking draft pick <laughs> i don't know they don't have their guy yet i don't think so anyway i mean they could have gone i don't know they could have gone with somebody at, at pick 10 when they traded up but i think nah. they had big issues on defense he, big ben takes offense to that too when they drafted like dobbs he got upset about it that's I, I guess so, and they uh, same thing with Mason Rudolph last year. Yeah, he got upset with the Mason Rudolph pick too. And Mason Rudolph was a sixth round pick. Yeah, he got upset. So imagine if they traded up and drafted a QB at ten. He might have just left the franchise right there. All right, goodbye. Yeah, I mean, I, I know I would have said that, but they're not ready to say that yet. <sighs> yeah. All right. Well. You got them winning like six games. I got them winning like eight. I don't know about six, but I think under nine for sure. All right. Uh, the Baltimore Ravens at eight and a half. Uh, over. I'm going to say over. I'm going to say like over. ten games. They're pretty good. I don't know about ten, but they're they a pretty good team. All right. And the Cincinnati Bengals at a flat six for their over-under. Uh, under. 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 They stink. Yeah. Uh, moving on to the AFC South, the Indianapolis Colts over under of nine and a half. Give me the over. Over, way over. Like I think they can win like twelve, thirteen games. Yeah, I could. I'll say around eleven, twelve. They're good. That's a good football team. Yeah. And they only got better adding Paris Campbell this in the yeah. draft. I I still can't believe he fell to them. I'm I'm mad he fell to the Colts. Uh, next up, the Houston Texans. Eight and a half is the over-under. Uh, I'm going to say over. I'll give me, I'll take the over on that one. I think they win like nine, ten games. That's about right, yeah. Uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars, over-under of a flat eight. Under. Um, under. Under for me, for sure. It, it depends on how Foles does at quarterback. With they what? They, they, that's, what's he that's, throwing to? That's the big issue. They don't have like, much. They don't have anything to throw at it. I mean... Um, it, it's going to be relying a lot on the defense. Yeah, defense is going to be great, but a lot of those games are going to be like 10-3, 3-0, like 13-10, like a lot of games like that. Or just blowouts. I mean... Jaguars. The problem with the Jaguars is they can't blow anybody out, but they can get blown out. Oh yeah. So, 
I mean, the only time I can think of them blowing someone out was like the 30-6 to game they had against Pittsburgh last year, a couple years. No, this was a couple years ago because that was the year they had like five interceptions on Roethlisberger, and they had two of them were pick sixes. Exactly. They they were defensive touchdowns. Their offense isn't going to blow anyone out. No, unless Fournette has a monster game. Which is not, not, not that monstrous. He's never had a game like that insane. All right, so the Tennessee Titans, they also have an over-under of eight, so the AFC South is expected to be kind of strong this year. Mid. Uh, I'm gonna... I think it's mid. I like the under for the Titans. I'll take the under, but only to like seven. Not to the extent of the Jaguars, but I think the under for the Titans as well. Yeah, all right. Um... Uh, and wrapping it up with the AFC West, the Kansas City Chiefs, who I just realized also have 6-1 to one Super Bowl odds, so they like them the same as the Patriots. Uh, their over-under is 10.5. Uh, over, easy. I'll take the over, yeah. Over on that one. Uh, Chargers, 9.5. Over. over. Broncos, 7. Under. Under, yeah. And Raiders, over-under of 6. Ew, that's that's a tough one. That's a tough one. But I'm gonna say wait, it's six flat. Six flat. Uh, I'll take the I'll take the even then. Uh, I'm, I'll, I'll go under it. a little bit. I'll say five and eleven. I'll take the six games. Right. There should be an over under on by what point AB requests a trade. What <laughs> ge- what what week? Uh, who who's taking on that big of a contract though? Uh, the Raiders, I guess. The, the Raiders are just going to trade him to themselves? Yeah, pretty much. Trade him to Las Vegas. Ha ha. Ha Screw you, Mark Davis. Yeah, that's really shitty. All right. So that wraps up the AFC. The NFC, we're going to start with the NFC East, and the Philadelphia Eagles, over-under of 9.5. Um, under, because I think they won nine games. Yeah, I'll agree with that. Because I think I think nine. I wish it was nine flat, but it's not. Well, speaking of teams with nine flat, the Dallas Cowboys are a nine flat, and I'm going to say over because I think that they're going to improve on what they had last season. You're going to have a full season with Amari Cooper. I think that's going to do wonders for the team. And as much as I hate it, I think they're going to win ten or eleven games. They do look kind of good. I mean, they figured out Demarcus Lawrence. They got him to actually play for him. So. I think they're good. I think what was their even was their line was nine even. Yeah. I'll go over. The Washington Indigenous Peoples, their over under is six and a half. Um, over. Yeah, I mean they over. did a pretty good job with this draft. They have run the best drafts in the I, NFL. Yeah, they had a they had a really good draft. So I think I think it's gonna they're gonna net them like eight games. I'd say. I don't know. If it's, it's not gonna be enough to make the playoffs yet, but like. Soon, very soon, definitely, for sure. On, definitely on the upswing. So since I didn't read the Giants, over the Giants under, so over under is six flat. Under, under, way under. Like we're only like three or four games. If there's any consolation, Bryce, you don't have the worst odds to win the Super Bowl according to Vegas. Hey, I mean, it's only a hundred to one. It's not as bad as the Dolphins. No, and I think the Cardinals are two hundred to one too. Hey, that there you are. go. All right. So, moving on to the NFC North, you got the Bears at over-under of nine. I'm going to take the over. 
Over, yeah. I looked like I said they won like ten games. Uh the Packers over under have also nine. <sighs> even. I'm gonna go even. Gonna go I think even. they win I think they go nine and seven. Alright. Um Maybe I'm gonna better. take I'm gonna take over. I'm gonna say the Bears win eleven, Packers win ten. Yeah, I could see that too. Alright. Uh the Vikings over under have also nine. Under. Eight and eight. Eight and eight. That sounds about right. For right now, that's what I have to be a man. It's eight and eight. And the Detroit Lions, over under of six and a half. <sighs> I'm gonna take the over. I'm gonna say they I think, seven. I think yeah, I feel that way too. I feel I feel like they can go seven and nine, so I'll say the over. All right. Uh the NFC South over under of ten and a half for the Saints. Over. Yep, over. Uh eight and a half over under for the Atlanta Falcons. Eight and a half. Wow. Um You see, this under. is a tough one. Under. Say under. Yeah. Um I'm gonna say over if the defense can stay healthy. If it can't well, stay healthy, it's gonna be an under. Well, because eight and eight and a half means they either have to win they either go eight and eight or like nine and seven for me. Yeah, I think and if, I, even if I see healthy, they go nine and seven. If they don't, they miss out on the playoffs and they go like seven and nine. I'm gonna go with a close under on that one. Because that one could you'd go either way. All right, uh, the Panthers over under of eight flat. Under. All right. Um, I'll say I'll, I'll take even on this one. I'll just say they win eight. I'm gonna say they win like seven or six or seven games. All right. Wrapping up the NFC South, we got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Their over under is six and a half. So, uh, what do you think? Slightly over, like seven games. Slightly over. All right. So I'm usually, I, I don't know if pretty high is the right thing to say about them, but usually I have some sort of faith in the Buccaneers that this is the year they figured out. I know they just got Bruce Arians this off season. I don't have faith in Jameis Winston at quarterback, so I'm going to go under. You know, well, Bruce Arians is quarterback whisperer, supposedly. I mean, he has proved that. He fair. has, but I don't know if I have faith. I just don't know if I have faith with Jameis. I, I think they should have moved on from him in this draft. I know there probably wasn't anyone worth getting. At five? Mean, well, all right, there were people worth getting at five, but I don't know. Compared to their issues on defense, I think they needed to go Devin White there. So it, it it's a conundrum because this team has a lot of issues. They patched some of them, but quarterback's another big one that I'm not crazy about. Yeah, well, he, hey, Bruce Arians made us think Carson Palmer was a top three MVP candidate one time. So I mean, that team was pretty good that season. Yeah, they were pretty good. So, hey, maybe you're right. Maybe Jameis Winston turns into that 2015 Carson Palmer. The last year he was any good. I don't. I don't know about that. But hey, man, Bruce Arians knows what he's doing. So I think they can win like seven games. All right, and we're gonna move on to the NFC West to wrap this up. Uh, we got the Los Angeles Rams at ten and a half. If you don't take the over, you're an idiot. Yeah, it's gotta be the over. <laughs> Uh, the Seattle Seahawks at over under of eight and a half. Um, over. Uh, I'll take the over. I'll say ten. Uh, I'm 10. confident on that over too. Yeah. I think they went like nine ten games. San Francisco 49ers, uh over under of eight flat. Over. Really? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna say like seven and nine. So I'm gonna say a slight under, but I could see them. They, I could see them taking it to an even. 
they're gonna they're gonna win. They're gonna be a good. They're gonna be a team this year. They're gonna get Jimmy back. He's gonna have a prove it year. They're gonna get McKinnon back. They got Nick Bosa, which is probably the best player in the draft at two. Um, I think this team is gonna be pretty good. I think they win probably eight, eight nine, maybe even ten games. I mean, I, I I'm high on them this year. All right. And the last team on this list tied for the worst Super Bowl odds at 200-1, to 1, the Arizona Cardinals at an over-under of flat-out five. <sighs> flat-out five. I'm going to go under. I'll take, I'll, I'll take the even. Mm. There's a lot of question marks about this. The division's season. tough, man. The division is tough, so that's going to hinder them a lot, but it, 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 they got a lot of weapons in this draft. They better... They better make use of them, because there's a lot of talent they've picked up, and if they waste it, it's going to be bad, and it's only going to reinforce the. It's only going to reinforce the whole thing about them having terrible asset management. Yeah. All right. Well, I do believe that is everything for this episode of I'm Walking Here, episode forty. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at IWH Podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at ENMQ6, spelled C-U-S-I-C-K. You can follow Bryce on Twitter at It's Briz, I-T-S-B-R-I-Z-Z. And that will just about do it. Thank you for listening, and have a good day.